Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Full Court Chat with Dave Schilling. I am, as always, Dave Schilling. It's wonderful to be here yet again uh, to bring you what I think is maybe our best episode ever. Um, we have with us this week Preacher Stubbs, one of the most iconic defensive ends in NFL history, uh, a guy who is just tenacious on the ball, um, had a nose for the quarterback. And arms like scud missiles. This guy was a gigantic presence on the field. From a time in the NFL when men were men, when the football was truly smash mouth, when people on that football field could be capable of just about anything. And that's the shocking part about today's interview is the depths of toughness of a man like this, the the reserves of intestinal fortitude from Preacher Stubbs, a remarkable man. Hopefully he's staying safe during the quarantine. Hopefully you out there are staying safe during the quarantine. And thank you again for listening to this show. It's it's it, The response to episode one was remarkable, and I'm sure the response to this episode will be equally remarkable. So let's not waste any time. Let's dive in to this week's episode of Full Court Chat with Dave Schilling, featuring NFL legend Preacher Stubbs. All right, guys, my guest today, very exciting uh, guest, um, 1970s NFL legend Preacher Stubbs. Preacher, how are you doing today in quarantine? I'll tell you what, Dave Schilling, I am doing just fine over here. I, I like to be in my house, Dave Schilling. I don't know about you. I don't know about everybody else, but I like to be in my house. I'm doing everything. I'm having parties. Uh, I'm going out. I, I love being I love being in my house. Sorry, Preacher. You said you're having parties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like to barbecue, throw a couple back with my buddies, everybody in the neighborhood, and some people from other neighborhoods. Wait a minute, sir. You you are aware that the the intention of this whole quarantine is to not see other people. It's do you know that, right? I got two eyes, Dave Schilling. How am I not going to see other people? Well, I mean, it, not having work. F- physically in your house is, I, I think, the problem. Oh yeah, I'm in my house, baby. I love being in my house. I got a big old house, plenty of room for plenty of people. Ah, <laughs> Dave Schilling. How many people are you having over at one time? Oh, you know, we we got a pretty uh, large gated community. And uh, I'm usually like the party hub. Everybody comes over to Preacher Stubbs' house, get some, famous, get some of my famous ribs, some of my famous chicken thighs and chicken legs slathered in barbecue sauce. Get some of my famous street corn, elote, as they call it. <laughs> Dave, chillin'. People aren't eating with their hands, are they? Everybody's eating with their hands, baby. I don't allow no forks on my barbecue day, except for the side items. You can you can use a fork if you're eating a potato salad, or if you're eating uh, baked beans, or uh, macaroni salad. My wife likes to make a macaroni salad. Are you at least social distancing when people come over to your house, like six feet, you know, kind of keeping apart from each other? Oh, yeah, we social distancing. Everybody's standing far apart. My, my yard is big enough for that. Until it comes time to play Twister, baby. Famous Preacher Stubbs Twister game. Everybody loves it. Oh, my God. You play Twister. Um, well, I'm, 
I would advise you against that, but I can't I can't tell you what to do, sir. You're you're an NFL legend. You damn right. Uh, you can't tell me what to do, Dave Schilling. I do what sound, I want to do, baby. You sound very healthy. That's good. I guess you're gonna hopefully get through this whole thing. Um, you've survived countless injuries. You've survived concussions. You've survived uh, the cocaine era. Uh, you've survived. Oh, 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 oh. You've survived everything. That's you when know, the party you're... started, Dave Schilling. That's when the party started at Preacher Stubbs' house during the cocaine era. Okay, wait a minute. Now this is a big scoop here. Uh, you know, I was that was kind of a leading question. You know, that's what journalists do is they lead people into the truth. Was cocaine rampant in the 1970s in the National Football League? We used to call cocaine O.J. Simpson because it was running rampant. <laughs> that was before oh. all the stuff that happened with him. You know, all that nonsense. But we used to do so much cocaine in Preacher Stubbs' house. They almost changed the name from cocaine to Preacher. <laughs> but it was too close. The churches voted against that. Yeah, I feel like that would be blasphemous on a numerous uh, levels here. But that's great. Uh, you know, I just I feel like that's a, that's breaking news. No one's really admitted to that kind of drug use before in football. Um, well, I don't do it no more. You know, I'm fine. Sure, sure. I don't. I, I haven't touched cocaine in whew, man, 20, 30 days. Well, yeah, the quarantine. Sure. Yeah, but you don't want your your dealer coming over, right? <laughs> oh no, no, no. He's not allowed. You don't know where he's been. Absolutely. You got that right, Dave Schilling. Did Did you have a uh, a relationship with OJ, you know, he was obviously one of the biggest athletes in the world at that time. You must have had plenty of run-ins with him. Did you see this coming? Did you see what happened to him coming uh, before before the murders? Yeah, oh yeah, I definitely saw that. OJ definitely was always very particular about his items. You go to OJ's house, and if you touch something of his, he would immediately pull out a gun. <laughs> what? A gun? Oh you, talking about, oh, you talking about the murder stuff? Yeah, oh, I, th I thought you were talking about what he went to jail for, which was stealing his items back. Well, sure. I mean that that was also included. I just did, didn't realize that he would go from zero to sixty that fast. Uh, oh just, yeah, OJ was zero to seventy five in a oh twenty five. Did I mean was he a party guy? Did he partake? Listen, OJ. Oh my, we used to call him Mount OJ Olympus because he would just dive right into a mountain of preacher. Or cocaine. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you could have, if they changed the name, you could have trademarked it. I tried once, but just like LeBron and Taco Tuesday, it was already taken by the church. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. How do you feel about today's athletes, by the way? I mean, I feel like your generation was the last generation of real tough guys. You know, you got damn right, Dave Schilling. My, last, my generation was the last generation of tough athletes. All these athletes today are soft. They're all soft and pudgy. Back in my day, we used to have battles. It was war. That, that cough is concerning to me, but uh, you'll be fine, I'm sure. Uh, I'm, I'll be fine. I'm just going to spray some rubbing alcohol in my throat. Yeah, that's, that's what the president said uh, a few days ago, was just spray some alcohol in your throat. You'll be fine. Um, I wonder... Who was the who was the toughest quarterback you ever had to face? Because you know you you were tenacious there on that defensive line, and there were a lot of really wonderful uh, quarterbacks: Terry Bradshaw, Fran Tarkenton, you know Bart Starr. You played against Bart Starr. Who, I tell who was you the who, toughest guy? I'll tell you who was the toughest 
quarterback that I ever had to face. Kenny the Snake Stabler. He was elusive. That's why they called him the Snake. What was, what was it about Kenny that was so difficult for you to, to, to deal with? He also used to bite you. That's why they called him. He had two long canine teeth, and he would sink them right into your arms. Was that natural, or did he file those down? Like filed a, like them a down. Prison, like a prison shank. Yeah, he filed them down, exactly, like a prison shank. Something that he learned in Nam. And he would bite you. And this shoot is, out venom. <laughs> did you ever have to get it sucked out, the poison? Yeah, I had to get it sucked out multiple times. Every time we played up in Oakland, I had to go to the hospital and get the venom sucked out of anywhere that Kenny Stabler bit me. Was there someone who was, uh, it was their job to suck the venom out? Or was that like a teammate, sort of like a band of brothers thing? I would go to the hospital. And at the hospital, there's all these candy stripers who would suck the venom right out. That's, their, that's all they do is they just suck out venom all day? They had, they had to have a new position for all the football players that came up and played against Kenny the Snake Stabler. That's incredible. We, no one ever died? Nope. Everybody lived. That's not the reason that they died. People who died died for many other reasons than that. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I, 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 people die every day. You got but to understand, not- we were in the prime of our lives. A snake bite ain't going to do nothing, especially if it comes from a human man. That's a, that's a fair point. I mean, it's it's hard for me to argue with your logic here. Um, anybody else who you felt like was especially tough besides the snake man? I'll tell you. Bob Greasy of the Miami Dolphins. Mm, yes, you, of course. Yeah, You know why they called him Bob Greasy, don't you? I, I, I can guess, but I'd rather you just tell me. Because that was his last name. He was very dry. Oh, I see. Okay. I, I mean, I guess... You know, white people don't really moisturize like we do. <laughs> Dave Schilling, you're going to get us both canceled. Uh, that's not going to be your fault. It'll be mine. <laughs> Dave Schilling. Let me just let me just ask you a couple other questions that have been just burning in my brain for years. Because I've, I've been a fan of yours since since NFL films. You know, they showed all those great documentaries uh on espn with that guy with a really heavy voice and then they come marching down the field you know i love that stuff ah yes don cornelius the host of soul train that that's so weird that he did that and soul train crazy right man was talented very busy unbelievable what was he like as a human being he was tall he was statuesque he was moist he was plentiful. See, that's the that's difference between him and Bob Greasy, right? He exactly. Bob Greasy was not at all plentiful. He was empty, dry, like stone. You try to tackle him, he'd cut you. Unbelievable. It seems like football really was dangerous back then. Oh, it was dangerous. These boys now are soft. They're soft as pudding. Soft. Soft as pigtails. I would say, I would have to guess, not knowing the full extent of your contract, but I would assume that, let's say, Russell Wilson of the Seahawks today probably makes more in an hour not playing football than you made in your entire career. How does that make you feel? I played for the love of the game. I didn't have time to be making no money. I played for the love of the game. Back then, we signed 
minimum wage football contracts, $16.50 an hour. And you know we only worked at practice and at the games. So after every game, I would leave and go do my job as a professional hitman. Excuse me? Oh, yes. I used to kill people for hire. Who's the most famous person that you killed? John Lennon. Oh, oh my God. But everybody assumes that was Mark David Chapman. <laughs> I wouldn't be a professional hitman if I got caught, Dave Schilling. Keep up. But you just admitted to it. I guess the statute of limitations on murder has passed. The statute of limitations is set in stone. I I mean, I am I'm flabbergasted that you would admit to something like that. Why did you do it? Who paid you to murder Beatles legend John Lennon? That one was actually on the house. You see, I got sick of people saying that the Beatles were better than some of my favorite bands. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Sly and the Family Stone, the Jacksons. See, I agree with you on all of those. They're way better than the Beatles. September is a fantastic track. The Beatles song. don't do you. You're so damn right, Dave Schilling. The Beatles don't have anything that rivals September. No, do you so remember the 21st night of September? I sure do. Yeah, but do you course. remember Eleanor Rigby? No. I just John Lennon. I'll be damned. I'll be damned. They would have probably gotten back together 15 times between then and now if you didn't put him down. You have me to thank. Wow. I, uh, this is this is incredible. This is a hard hitting interview. I gotta say. Speaking of hard hits, let's talk about today's modern NFL, shall we? Soft. No, they, Today, yeah, they don't. All these players are soft as jelly. They don't have to go out and get second jobs like you did, no. murdering celebrities. They don't have to do that. So, like, are there any NFL players today that you actually think are tough? None of them. Not one damn player from this modern era do I think is tough. I don't even I don't even respect the field. The grass is too soft. The Back in my day, right. it was a level of gravel and then grass. So the gravel on top of the grass. So you're technically just falling on gravel. Basically, you could say that. Unbelievable. Uh, and it okay, was hot. Do- it was hot. They used to heat it up. They warmed it up artificially? They warmed it up. They warmed it up. They would pour boiling water all over the field. I don't know how you didn't die. Because I was tough. I was tough, Dave Schilling. I guess if you, if you, if you, you know, are raised in a situation where you have to, you have to fight for every dollar, for every fight meal. For every dollar, every meal. I used to wake up in the morning and me and my mama would get into fisticuffs. Just to have breakfast. And she would usually win. My mama was a strong woman. How is your mother doing now? Is she still with us? She is not. Oh. I am 79 years old. If my mother were still living, she would be a, a ghost walking on earth. Yeah, that's that's no, ghosts are not real. We've established this in previous episodes. Ghosts, oh, ghosts are real. Do not ghosts real. are real. I don't know who told you that ghosts wasn't real. Ghosts are real. Have you seen a ghost, sir? I've seen tons of ghosts. All the people that come over to my house for quarantine parties are ghosts. Well, I guess that that's that's healthier than having your actual neighbors over. They all died of infectious diseases. Oh. Still contagious. 
The ghosts still have the, the coronavirus? It doesn't go away when you die. Jesus, don't tell Trump this. I didn't say coronavirus, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right. We're going we're gonna to wrap this up with a little bit of word association. This is a little game I like to play with my guests. I'll tell you the name of a player, and then you will tell me the first word that pops into your head. Okay. Here we go. First player, Aaron Donald. Soft. All right. Fair enough. Second player, Fontes Perfect. Softer. Wow. I mean, he is notorious for being a headhunter and, and, and a dirty player. You, st- you think Fontes Perfect is soft? You think that he's you think that he's a real headhunter and a real dirty player? Do you want to know some of the stuff I did back in my day, Dave Schilling? One time, Terry Bradshaw dropped back into five-step. He was about to throw the ball. I ran up to him. I slid a tire iron right out of my arm cast, and I hit him over the knee. Why do you think he's bald today? After he fell from that knee injury, he scraped all of the top of his hair off. Holy shit. Keep up, Dave Schilling. This is brutal. Okay, a couple more names. Uh, Andy Dalton. Now, that is a good quarterback. Does not get the respect he deserves. Any quarterback that can throw the ball like that with red hair should be respected, should be heralded. Agreed, agreed. Uh, Tom Brady. Soft. Overrated. He's got more Super Bowl championships than any quarterback in history. You think he's overrated? Overrated. Let me tell you what I would do to a Tom Brady if I caught him on the field. Tom Brady drops back. Five drop, five step drop. I'm running full speed. Take out two pistols from my hip pads. Shoot him 12 times. Only hitting him once to scare him. Not in an important artery. In a piece of fat. You're going to shoot him 12 times? Shoot at him 12 times. Only hitting him once. Once for every every because uh, he's his number is twelve, so you're shooting him twelve times. It's poetic justice. Poetic justice. That is That's right, the- Dave Schilling. I tell you that a person I did that to once before was Fran Talkington himself, 1975. He took all of the bullets. He was number ten. He took all ten bullets. And you he, know, said, Tarkin, Fran he said, "That's all you that, got." No. He said, "That's all you got." Sorry. Um, and that was all I had. That's amazing. That Fran Tarkenton is still alive, to my knowledge. I don't yep. think he's dead. He's not. He, sur- he survived that. 100%. I have nothing but the utmost and upmost respect for Mr. Tarkenton. Unbelievable. Okay, last one. I promise this is the last one. This is not a modern NFL player. It is an NFL player of the past, but one you've never played against. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. The last tough player ever to step on a football field. You're going to have to elaborate on that because he didn't seem particularly tough to me. Anybody who is that elusive since Kenny the Snake Stabler, who can run around with a jerry curl so wet, but it's actually dry. But when it's wet, mixed with the sweat and the chemicals from the actual Jerry Curl get into your eye, burn your retina. Therefore, you will not be able to catch him. 
Kudos to you, Mr. Sanders. I take my hat off. Well, you know what? I think I think that's that's enough. Uh, Deion Sanders, the, the last tough NFL player, and looking great while he was doing it. I gotta say, uh, preacher, thank you so much for joining us. This is an illuminating conversation. In that, I learned that you assassinated uh, Beatles uh, lead singer John Lennon. Uh, that's that's crazy, and I don't know what to do with that information, other than um, you know, not to tell a soul. Don't tell nobody, Dave Schilling. You and I will go to our graves with this knowledge. Preacher, please be safe. Um, those ghosts with the with with the sick ghosts, please keep your distance from them. And hopefully, we can talk to you very soon. Uh, NFL legend Preacher Stubbs, everybody, thank you so much. Come by the house, Dave. I don't think so, dude. No way, not happening. Well, that was quite a ride we took with Preacher Stubbs today. I didn't expect him to admit to a felony murder, but a lot of these episodes are going to take unexpected detours from the norm of sports talk. That's what's so wonderful about this show, is that we're able to go where no other sports podcast would ever go. Do you think somebody is going to admit to a murder on the Bill Simmons podcast? Maybe, but probably not. Unless he has Ray Rice or OJ Simpson on or something. But anyway, thank you again for tuning in this week. Thank you to Preacher Stubbs for stopping by and join us again next week for an all new episode. As always, for Dave Schilling, I am Dave Schilling. This has been Full Court Chat with Dave Schilling.